It's time for the Recruitment Marketing Rebelcast. This is the show for all you recruitment marketing rebels out there who are done with posting, prey, and recruitment funnels. Are you ready to bring real change to talent acquisition? Come for the voice of the candidate and stay for the snark. It's time for real talk from the front lines of the talent revolution with your hosts, Alin Bailey and Tracy Parsons. Tracy, how are you today? I'm good, Alyn. How are you? I am good. I am great. We are headed towards the end stretch of the year already. Yeah, I know, which is creating a lot of um, a, a lot of tinkering on our side of the house this the last couple of weeks. So it's it's really interesting. It, tinkering as in like trying to wrap stuff up and get it ready for the new year, or tinkering as in I don't know what like. <laughs> Well, we're tinkering on some products. Got it. I'll just, okay. I will just leave it at that. Ooh, ooh. A lot of prototyping is happening. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, I like. I like. Uh-huh. Very nice. Yeah. You know, so I, I guess that's probably pretty similar because we're doing, I'm, I'm in the midst of this thing. I'm trying to um, both wrap stuff up and feel like I've, I, I know that there's really, it's like the beginning of the year is like this arbitrary deadline. I don't know what drives that, but this arbitrary sense that somehow I have to have made sense of everything by the time the new year starts. So I can start the new year, whether it's oh. a wrap or whether it's a project's over, or at least I know what the plan is. And right. So there's, it feels like there's a lot of pressure in these last couple of weeks to um, stop dilly dallying around and thinking about stuff and actually put a plan together. Yeah. And it's interesting because you're, you're spot on. It is absolutely arbitrary um, that the, the start of the year means the start of something new. And I've always been one that I have two different arbitrary start dates in my life. One of them is spring. Yep. So I don't do anything in winter. I don't want to do anything in winter. I call it hiding season. I'm hibernating. I don't want, I just want to be cozy and I, you know, I, I just want to do that. And then, so spring, I start doing things and then when school starts, that's my other things start there. Oh, yeah. Um, so I feel that, like, I feel that there's, cause I was working on 2020 budgeting today and, and making sure that we have what we need to do to grow next year and, you know, making sure that we can, we can, you know, keep up with the customer demands. And, um, so I think there's that component, right. Cause that's when you have to close your books, if that's when you're Mm-hmm. doing your fiscal. But other than that, I'm a big believer in spring when you come out of hibernation and then when you go back to school. <laughs> yeah. But the back to school has always been a big one for me. There's something yeah. about, and it, it's a nice time, right? There's that smell of new, I don't know, like the stationery and yes. pencils and pins and right. So you get to buy all new stuff to organize yourself with. It's fun. It's back to school time has always been fun. So, I know. I love it. Yeah, exactly. So, so anyway, so that's so thinking about kind of cleaning house yep. um, and, and organizing things and getting things ready for, for the new year. One of the topics I've been pondering quite a bit because it's a it's an issue for us in our organization and one that I think um, I'm constantly having a variety of different conversations around, um, which is what is the difference and is there a difference between a recruitment marketer and a sourcer? <laughs> um, are those two different skill sets? Are they the same? 
just different lenses? Um, are they just uh, uh, same word, different words, same crap? I mean, right? What is it? Um, so I, I'm kind of I have an opinion on this one, but um, when I floated this topic by you, you you mentioned that it was interesting to you as well. Is this uh, is this a question that you see comes up ever? Do you ever get faced with this one? Yeah, I do. I, I do get faced with this all the time. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know the correct answer, but I think that, I think it was born out of that whole, like, okay, crap, we have a whole new function or set of skills that we need to add to our team. Oh, wait, do we already have these skills on our team? And are we just calling them something different now? Right. Um, and, and I think it's a really valid discussion because if you think about it, sourcers will make tremendous recruitment marketers because I've never met like sourcers know the audience, right? And there's not a marketer alive that would not um, trade skills for the ability to find out information about people, to identify people, to get those audiences segment and to get those, get that understanding of who they are um, so you can communicate with them. So I think that there's, I think there's, there's a lot of gold there. Um, but part of it makes me wonder, like, are we just, is this just semantics? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Are I, we just entertaining ourselves? Yeah, well, it could be. <laughs> Frequently. <laughs> I have a different slide deck for that. No. Um, I, I, so this is interesting. I would tell you, so my opinion has been um, in the very recent past and, and currently is. I'm just, as with all things, I'm always reexamining my thoughts on things. But I would tell you my kind of current state is that I believe that they are two different skill sets. I'm not saying, by the way, that one person can't have both skill sets and, sure. and and it can't be one person accomplishing both. I think it all has to do with kind of the size and scope and, and complexity of uh, your work environment, right, or the audiences that you're going after. But mm -hmm. what I would say is that there is a particular set of skills that sourcers bring to the table, the ability to search, find, um, and to really the way I think about sourcers is they're really great at setting the relationship, right? So if you think of them, I think of them a lot like setters, right? They are priming the engine. Um, I was like, what do you mean by setters? That's right. keep going. Right. Priming right. the engine, go. Priming the engine um, to get the, the transactional part of hiring underway, to get the recruiters in there and really start um, going deeper with people. But they're usually doing a lot of the screening work, um, they're kind of doing that first round of do these people match and helping really make that connection between matching people to opportunities. So abilities mm -hmm. and interest opportunities. Um, and I think that's a very particular skill, right? The ability to look through um, a large grouping or variety of people that they are able to find, right? Um, so one, the skill to find them, that's not easy. And then two, the skill to be able to look through them and comb through them and find out which ones have just the right balance of interest ability um, and matched opportunity. Um, and then also to do that initial work to convince them that they would like to engage with us to go further. So, so I think that's a very particular skill set. I, I liken it, like I said, very closely to what happens in the sales and marketing space where you have setters who prep the sales guy for the call, right? Mm -hmm. I think that recruitment marketers bring a very specific skill set to the table, which is around how to attract many people um, to a big message 
um, through real specific marketing tactics and techniques, right? That mm-hmm. there is um, an art, not an art, an art and a science to understanding things like um, uh, social media reach, um, sure. to understanding um, how to copyright just the right way. Um, to attract just the right type of individual based on their profile and persona. There's a lot of elements that are marketing skills. That's why the marketing department has always had people who are creatives, right? Who are building and designing campaigns, um, determining the flow and the execution of those campaigns. Um, To me, that's the recruitment marketer job. And that's where I see them differentiating themselves, that the recruitment. So if I look at it this way, the recruitment marketer functions one to many, right? One recruitment marketer going after many, 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 many people in a very broad scope or broad profile. The sourcer is refining that and they're working one to few, right? Uh, Really refining that large population to just the right people who made a core set of requirements for a very specific opportunity um, and then priming and setting those people so that they are ready to engage um, and be involved in a deeper conversation with the company. So I I see them as collaborative, um, but separate. And then then I have to ask, where are you getting budget for all these people? (laughs) Honestly, (laughs) do you want my honest honest answer? Where's anybody getting budget for all all these people? Well, I didn't say they had to be separate people. I just said they were separate. Okay, that's fair. Different right, tasks. That's fair. Um, but I will also say, I, here are two places where I'm getting budget. I do believe that um, traditionally recruiting organizations over the course of the last 10 years with the advent of the ATS have become heavily weighted towards end-to-end recruiters um, mm. uh, who are primarily transactional in nature. And that when you start to realign resources to the front part, if you're going to think traditional recruiting funnel, which everybody who knows me knows that's not how I'm going to talk about this, but let's assume you are, right? Yeah. If you're going to read, you need to look at your resourcing, your time, effort, people, and where are you spending your time, effort, and people? And if you're, if you're putting all of your people on the back end to manage a transaction at the very end of the process and manage your requisition process, I think you're doing it wrong. I think you've got to realign those resources and the money for those resources to the top end to have recruitment marketers and sourcers who can set. That, that's 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 been my paradigm and that's been um, how we've looked at it as well. Brilliant. Um, yeah. And then, the, and, then, and then the other places, I think technology is going to start to come into play. Yeah. And as technology starts to come into play, um, you don't need as, so if it's two tasks, this is why maybe I'm exploring this topic so much. Yeah, exactly. If, if recruitment marketing and marketing and sourcing or finding and setting, right, are two different or a set of different skills, technology is coming into play that can start to do a lot of this stuff at scale and better than human beings in some instances. So, for example, um, matching technologies, we already are seeing it, right? A- a- AI-based matching technologies um, or even search and find technologies, that are out there, you know, combing the internet to find individuals are much more efficient than human beings at doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but now I'm starting to need a new site of skill sets where sourcers are actually having to build, do more of that setting and relationship building and less of the searching and finding. And so I need less of them. I need, need less of them, but more skilled ones at relationship building. So it, the, 
the, the capabilities are changing in my mind, but they're still different from a marketer who has to have a very specific set of skills. Yeah, and I would definitely, I, I would wholeheartedly agree that this there is a lot of shift um, going on. But like, when I think about what's in front of us and where we currently have, like, I think if you dial back the clock 10 years, you know, the idea of sourcing was was really coming into its own. And we've got to have people that are able to identify talent and put them into pipelines and start categorizing people and understanding them a little bit. So be that setter for the closer that is the recruiter, right? When that opportunity arises. But as we continue to grow and shift and have different needs, this role, like everybody's role, I think is really fundamentally changing. And I have to think we goes, it goes back to upscaling, right? So what, you know, what can we do to take the sourcers of 10 years ago and elevate them um, and upscale, not elevate them, but upskill them to be really strong recruitment marketers? I was going to ask you, do you think that that where, 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 the, where the trend is heading then, or is that, is that why? Okay. So think about it this way. I have a lot of recruiters who tell me that they source, they enjoy sourcing, right? Yes. They enjoy the hunt, right? Exactly. There's always this conversation I'm having with recruiters about, well, you know, in, in, a, in our business, right? We have too much volume on both sides of the house, managing relationships with with the business and with candidates, as well as on the hunt piece. It's, it's going to be very hard for you to do both, except in really specific business group areas. So which would you prefer to do? And that helps to define a little bit where their roles start to line. Yeah, exactly. But on the flip side, I've got recruitment marketers who often became recruitment marketers because they were sourcers. Or, and there was like this natural affinity between the two, right? How do you find? Find turns into attract, attract turns into marketing, right? So we had it evolve there. Do we imagine then that, that in your mind, are you starting to imagine a new world where the role of sourcer really is a recruitment marketer or a sourcer who has recruitment marketing skills or a recruitment marketer who has sourcing skills? That's the way I want to say it. It's, which is their primary skill set? That's most important. Okay. I'm going to ask the question. I don't know because I'm wondering if it's just a totally different role. Yeah. Right. We've got, we've got setters, right. And uh -huh. the, we know that marketing is understanding the audience and getting the right message to the right audience at the right time. And if this audience is all about the hunt and all about identifying the audience, then message and timing really isn't interesting to them. Or is it? Well, right. So this has been my this has been my my quintessential challenge. I have been working off of the premise for the last year and a half, two years, that it is distinctly different. Um, that it is two different roles. Recruitment marketers and sourcers are two different roles. Not only because they're two different skill sets, but I have found that it is two different types of individual. Like different things make them tick right? Mm -hmm. the, their success measures are different. What I what I measured on, like think about it this way. What do you measure a recruitment marketer on to measure their success? Right? We yeah. Measure, and what do you measure a sorcerer on to measure their success? So sorcerers are measured on the quality of the match, in my mind. Sorcerers are, are measured on the quality of the match and the readiness of the candidate. 
whereas recruitment marketers are measured on the volume of the pipeline and the relevance of that pipeline. So there's correlation between them, but they're not the same. The different set of success measures. Mm. Yeah, I I do agree that it's a different set of success measures, which is one of the reasons that I wonder if these are just totally different roles. I don't know. I mean, I think they, like I said, today, I've obviously thought they are, which is why I, in in our model, we have split them out. Yeah. So your sponsors are not recruitment marketers. Right. But on the flip side, here's what I would tell you. Okay. So here's what I, (laughs) lesson from the trenches, right? (laughs) So my lesson from the trenches was at first, I didn't split them out. We kept sourcing. Sourcing wasn't, we didn't even think of it as a separate function. We thought of it as an element of recruitment marketing and an element of a recruiter's job, right? Kind of kind of split out the activity of sourcing. Um, and it just was part of what recruitment marketers were, were doing primarily, right? A lot of the hunt and find. Um, and, and recruiters were doing a lot of the setting for themselves. Okay. The consequence was that all the recruiters threw up their hands and said, we don't need no recruitment marketing, <laughs> right? They said, What's, what, what use is that to me? You're building me a huge, big pipeline of people who aren't relevant and ready. I don't have time for that crap. I All I want is relevant, ready, and immediate populations of people that I can go and leverage and cut a deal with. I got volume to deal with here. I have, right. to, close, I have to close these racks. Um, and so they were always complaining that, one, they didn't see the value in recruitment marketing, and two... They, they didn't know what to do with these, the pipelines were always irrelevant to them. So mm. when we put sourcers in the middle and we said, sourcers, your job is to understand the needs that the recruiters have and help them refine their slate or their kind of short list by leveraging what's inside the pipeline and preparing those, that, that preparing searching inside the pipeline that the recruitment marketers are creating for you, Um, augmenting it when needed, because maybe there's something special about a particular role, and then doing the setting and handing it over to the recruiter. Suddenly, the recruiters were seeing that that the speed of work uh, sped up for them. They weren't getting, because here's basically what I found out. Okay, this is going to be sound controversial. I'm sure this is not Uh everybody. This is not everybody out there. What I found out was recruiters who said they were sourcing did not know how to source. What they knew how to do was to search LinkedIn. Okay, because those are wildly different skills. Wildly different skills, right? And recruitment marketers who said they knew how to source, they didn't know how to source either. What they knew how to do was run a marketing campaign to attract volumes of people, but they did not know how to target for relevancy. So without a setter in the middle, without a sourcer in the middle, yeah. the, two, the two individuals spoke completely different languages. That I don't know. Experience. That's a really big aha, though, right? I mean, and that's there's and I, I think I mentioned this years ago, like there's going to come a point in time when we start getting very specialized in recruitment marketing, right, where we start having these specializations like they do in consumer marketing or B2B marketing, right? You have people that are digital marketers, social marketers, um, omni-channel marketing analytics people. And I think we're going to start to see us get pretty specialized 
marginalized in this area too, right? So, you know, you might have you might have people who are those setters who are really good at understanding that audience and who we should be communicating with. And then you're going to have the people that are going to be able to do great content that's going to drive results with that audience. And then people that are going to measure those results and do some A-B testing with them. So I think that right. I think that this is kind of the opening salvo of us getting a little specialized in the arena. So as opposed is, to saying, you know, hey, whoever can take this, pick it up and go. You know, <laughs> exactly. You know, so this is a really interesting take on this. Okay. So actually what you're saying actually start to make sense to me based on what I'm starting to see emerge. Because here's what I'm starting to see emerge. What I'm starting to see is this natural tendency now that recruiters are starting to understand because they're able to see um, how the pipeline translates into a short list for them, right? Mm-hmm. They're starting to see value in that. They understand that it's the the more the more and, and the better pipeline they have and attraction mechanisms that are in place, the faster they can get to their right. It actually serves the purpose of their speed and volume, right? They're like, oh, yeah, exactly. Wow, who knew, right? But what we're also finding is as they're becoming more accustomed to that. They are now starting to ask the question themselves about are sourcers um, really part of or an arm of the recruitment marketing element? And what you just said started to make sense to me, because as I start to see them wanting to start to merge these independent sourcing teams back in, and they're not looking to merge them into the recruiting teams. They're looking to take them away from the recruiting pods, but merge them into the recruitment marketing pods. So recruitment marketing and sourcing pods start to work together, but not that they're doing the same job but their job is much more intertwined because they're complementary. Yeah. They're complementary because what's happening is if I think about it, the recruitment marketing teams are starting to specialize in what it is they know how to do. Some of them, some people in recruitment marketing, by the way, are excellent pipeline managers. What I mean by that is, is they're really great at building pipeline nurturing structures, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and understanding how to build a cadence of progressive profiling and right, these are really complex components. Whereas they're not great at social media, so they've got a partner right. who they're partnering with on their team who's really great at social media or digital media execution. Um, so maybe now sourcers become just another part of that recruitment marketing picture, but they're really good at one to few engagement and alignment. Yeah. Right. And I think that that I think that this is just coming down to more and more specialization. Right. Now, this begs the question, though, like so I'm so I I will admit I'm lucky I have a as much as I complain about my lack of resources. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm lucky I can have teams that have specialties that can form together and, and form and and kind of dynamically form and 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 be able to execute together based on a multitude of specialties. What does a, a medium-sized company do when when really to be successful here? You we find more you have to have more and more specialization. If you've got two people, one person who's supposed to be doing all of this, how do they become specialized enough to be competitive? Yeah, and I think that that's where. All of like you see this everywhere. So if you looked at you know big companies in their marketing department, highly specialized, right? So they're all they're all um, experts in their exist in their given in their given um, knowledge base, right. Right? right? And the the farther you go down the business size, you deal with more generalists, right? So the 
they're going to be there. And there still are generalists, people that are pretty good at a bunch of different things. Right. And they're able to go and do that. Now, I think that where we're going to run into trouble down the road is how do we help these generalists become specialists? Um, and how do we completely not overtax them with the myriad of things that they could be doing as a recruitment marketing generalist? Do you think this is, again, where technology is going to come into play? Where, uh, as, you know, obvious, so the first place is where um, AI and other kind of automation-based software and tools are coming into play has been in that matching space because uh, being able to match data against a uh, solid set of requirements is not easy, but easier, right? Yeah. Than more complex decision making, which is kind of kind of if then based decision making, which is what happens in the recruitment marketing space. Because people mm-hmm. reacted this way, I'm going to respond with this message, right? But yeah. I don't think that that's outside of the realm of possibility. And in fact, in, in the near future, where technology is going to be, and maybe we're already starting to see it. I mean, I know that there are some vendors out there who are saying they can do this. I, I question. Whether it's effective, right? Yeah, but 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 that's always where how these things start, right? You start with a bunch of people who are saying, "I think we can do it." We're starting to play with it, you know, and eventually it becomes people actually do figure it out. It's like the Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome becomes reality very quickly. So if you've got a team of vendors out there who are actually going out and able to start building technology solutions, which are able to do these complex decisions that marketers are having to do, like which of these messages will be most effective for this audience? They responded in this way to your emails, or they took these, they they clicked on these items. Now go send them these, these items here, right? Mm-hmm. If, if technology can do that, it becomes more efficient, right? Yeah. Obviously um, more capable. So recruitment marketers then have to figure out where they have their, where, when they're, if they're going to specialize, what do they specialize in? Correct. Um, which piece of the pie? Mm-hmm interesting yes it's a fascinating uh, to me it's a fascinating space because i think um it's very i'm sure this happens more often but it's i have not been in had an experience before where i have worked in an industry where really we are at the infantile stages maybe we're at yes. the toddler stage of recruitment marketing maybe at the toddler stage i yeah. but honestly right this has yes. not been a fast moving train of growth and development in the space but simultaneously to being very fresh off the boat um, in this space, we have all these new elements and environmental changes that are coming, which are going to change it even faster, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like this is a mature, recruitment marketing is not a mature function or space like recruiting is, for example, Correct. that is going to have technology and animation uh, or automation change its dynamic. Mm-hmm. It is a pretty... Uh, pretty new field that is going to be changed while it's growing. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's going to be very interesting to watch. Yes. I guess we're not watching. I guess we're in the middle of it, huh? We're we're not just watching it. We're shaping it. That's cool. Well, yeah. (laughs) Wow. That's a cool job. We should do that. Well, yeah. That's (laughs) That's why we should. That's why you and I are both very excited about our lives. You know what we should do, Tracy? Tell me. 
We should start a podcast about that and like have conversations <laughs> about it to spark people's ideas. <laughs> you know, I think people would like that. <laughs> uh, let, let's let's be honest. I think four people would like that. Four. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Come on, we're in double digits at least. We got double digits at least. And, and we've got fair. four people who consistently retweet it. So I, I know. I know. I feel right. good about our floor. I know. So, anyway, I do. I think it's a fascinating space. So, sourcers versus recruitment marketers. Mm-hmm. The new, it's a, um, do, I mean, because really, do you think recruitment marketers, like I'm thinking about all the recruitment marketers I know. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, I don't think I would put a recruitment marketer in a role today where I ask them to, um, to source for a complex role. Like I wouldn't, okay, let me put it this way. Would you stick a recruitment marketer, even your best recruitment marketer, somebody who you really trusted and and put them in SourceCon and have them do one of those competitions to find people? I, I, I don't think so. Right? I just, I think it's a different, different thing. Right. I do. I think it's, I think it's, a, that's actually a good, t- I, that's a, it's a different thing. It's a different thing. But you want to know what's been confusing it is what is the main, okay, for better or for worse, what is the main channel for sourcers today? LinkedIn. Right. What is the main channel for executing recruitment marketing content for recruitment marketers today? LinkedIn. So they're both using the same tool for different purposes, which confuses everything and makes them all think they're doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. That, that there's, there's definitely... That's legit. Ooh, there's something there. Wow, that just came out of nowhere. Boom. Yeah. That's there legit. You go. So mm-hmm. really, it's all LinkedIn's fault. I mean, yeah. I knew it. It's got to be somebody's fault. Let's be exactly. honest. Exactly. The confusion has to be created by somebody out there. Right. It's got to be somebody's fault. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm interested to hear what everybody else has to say about this one. Oh I'm yeah, because this is this is a wild one as far as I'm concerned. Like when you suggested the topic, I was like, I mean, yeah, but I don't know if I have a fully formed baked opinion <laughs> about any of this. And I was just like, okay, this is an opportunity for Alinda to school me on some stuff, um, I, which which always open to that. Yeah, but that didn't even happen because I was just like, so I don't know. I was thinking this is what's really challenging is I have I have um, made my. Um, I have spent the last four years arguing the point of the uniqueness of the recruitment marketing role. And this, among other things, has been one of those things that I feel like the earth is shifting out from underneath me as things are changing, which is Mm -hmm. why I'm curious and interested in the topic. I I would love Mm -hmm. love to hear other people's opinion on this. Most Um, definitely. Yes. And if you're if you're a recruitment marketer or you're a sourcer or you're a recruiter, oh, my God, call bullshit on this one. Tell us what we're. I mean, there's a really good chance that we're missing something major here. Yeah. What is it that I'm not putting together? in this mm-hmm. program, Right. But don't come back. But I will tell you this. I'll already tell you this. If you come back to me with, I have to do it because I'm the only one who has the ability to know exactly what I'm looking for. Like if you come back with the control freak argument, uh-huh. I'm not going to buy that one. No. Because right? you're talking to the control freak and control freaks. I can, I can, I can call bullshit on a control freak in a minute because I know what you all look like because I am in your party. I am that. I am that. 
I know what that looks like. I am that. <laughs> exactly. So don't do that one. But every other argument I want to hear because I'm, I, I'm uh, uniquely interested in it. And I think this is the, if there's a couple of quintessential conversations that are going to change the way in which recruitment marketing looks in the next 24 to 36 months, mm-hmm. this is one of them. What Agreed. is what are the rules that actually need to exist to execute recruiting the way it needs to get done in the future? And yeah. what is going to influence what those rules look like? Um, I mean, we didn't even touch on the fact that we need to bring in rules like analytics and how does analytics and the different mm-hmm. types of analytics and analytic storytelling that is needed in these different spaces like recruitment, marketing, and sourcing and recruiting. Or what yeah. about the role of the individual who needs to, who's responsible for training um, or preparing hiring managers in the business to build relationships with candidates who are pipeline candidates? Is that the recruiter <laughs> or is that really the recruitment marketer or the sourcer who knows how to do that? Because that's what they do every day. Right. Who right. helps? Who helps the hiring managers in the business build their LinkedIn profile so they're attracting the right populations and candidates? Is, is that, that actually, whose skill set is that? Whose is that? Right. And I did want to say I noticed something um, on my LinkedIn that that was telling me that that there are there are members of your team who are now certified recruitment marketers. Yeah. What was that program like? What was that all about? Oh yeah, no, yeah, we did some. So here's what we did. So as part of our transformation program, um, we went in and said, listen, we believe that there is no longer one role. Recruiters are not end-to-end recruiters that will not allow us to be successful. You cannot run um, uh, an infinity loop process with one with one person. We okay. believe that there are four unique roles. Um, there are recruitment marketers who are working one-to-many. Their job is attraction and managing the pipeline um, in terms of progressive profiling, pipeline prioritization, organization, nurturing, right? There are sourcers who are setters, which is what I was describing before. They help, um, they are initiate, they work across business groups. So they do horizontal, um, they do horizontal sourcing. Um, they have an expertise in particular types of profiles um, and they, they manage a book of business. And okay. then you have recruiters who are managing the relationship with the business and the relationship with the shortlisted candidates to help navigate them through the hiring process. Um, and also to help connect hiring managers and candidates to understand how they can best kind of connect their their needs together, right? Supporting the, the candidate through the interviewing process and supporting the hiring manager through the assessment and selection process, which was something we had ne- we had never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, the fourth role was um, what we called the coordinator role, the talent coordinator. And the talent coordinator is really taking on all those transactional tasks which somebody has to do. And some people are exceptionally good at this. Making yep. sure that we basically manage the hygiene of the requisition process. Right? Uh, yep. How do we stay compliant? How do we make sure all the right forms and everything is filled out on the ATS? How do we do scheduling? All of that sort of stuff. So as we introduced our new process, we also introduced an entire training program. Um, it kicked off with a week-long um, training with a mixed group, everybody, um, all 450 people globally. Um, came together for a week and a core set of us trained them on our new model 
for talent acquisition, what the expectations were, what the okay. rules were, how they were supposed to interact together, um, what it meant to move from, from transaction to relationship-based recruiting, um, and really what our kind of set a new paradigm um, for our organization. And after that, um, they then went and started a series of online sessions. Social talent helped equip us with a good portion of this, supplemented by additional content that we supplied about our specific process yep. uh, and some specific role-based content that we developed in that space. Um, people had uh, three months to go through that. And at the end of it, they got certified um, with by their role. So we came out certifying people as recruitment marketers, as sourcers, as talent coordinators and recruiters. So they're not only certified to be really great at that at Intel, but they're certified to be really great at that anywhere. With a belief system that said, if we make you fabulous at this, um, you're and fabulous at this anywhere, it benefits us as an organization. So, you know, Amen, we're gonna, sister. We're gonna invest in our in our team. And it's now carrying forward to the next phase. Recruitment marketers are now getting ready to go through a, what I would call a phase two of a much deeper Look, but part of designing that phase two and asking these questions I'm asking right now, well, what is that role really in the future? Mm. So. Anyway, Way that cool. was a long answer for that. But that's so good. You're seeing the badges are showing up out there. Uh-huh. We're, we're proud of them. I, you know, they, you they should it, be. It's a big deal to get them all through that. So that is a big deal. And that's a big team. It was a big team. And as somebody who's designed a whole curriculum for this topic, I know that it is no light lift. It is not. Thank goodness. I have, I work with some of the most amazing people um, yeah. who, you know, shout out to Sagit and Kobe and Tyler and the rest mm-hmm. of them. You know, um, I just come around and come up with ideas and say, what if? Uh, exactly. Everybody, what if we did this? Everybody rolls their eyes and goes, go back, go in. Oh, turn around, make it stop. Yeah, exactly. I don't know so. anything about that. Uh, exactly. So, so good. So yeah, but I, I would say they're good baseline insight. They're recruitment marketers at Intel, a good opportunity though, for us to extend out that curriculum to further, um, enrich it and to specialize. I love it. That's really cool. Yep. It's very cool. It's very cool. And I think important, by the way, something I hope I, I would tell anybody who's trying to drive any sort of change in their organization. The other thing I we learned four years into this, it took us three and a half years to figure this out, right? <laughs> that um, you can't, uh, you can't if you're going to do something that dramatically changes the 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 heartbeat of your organization, what your organization is about, right? And for us, mm-hmm. it was about um, it was about the transaction and the success and the efficiency of that transaction our cost per hire is the best in the industry it still is of course or it is rock it out right our um we we were we excellent at measuring um how few um failures we had in our process and our system our compliance was fabulous all those things we were good 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 at that right we were transactional um, mm-hmm. The fundamental shift is was shift from transactional to relationship based meant that we had to change the heartbeat of the organization. What is it that we value and what's important? And you can't do it by just looking at one role. Right. 
I mean, meaning not whether you're using one role or not, but you can't just take a subset of the organization and tell them you're going to function this way and not change everybody else at the same time. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. Like when you, when you look at fail points of projects and when you look at fail points of any transformation, it's when it's done in any kind of vacuum. Yeah, it doesn't work. Yeah, no. it, it has to be, it has to be, um, it has to be across the board. Everybody has to be singing from the same sheet of music at the end of the yes. day. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean, and I think the, the, the lesson for me in that was you can't go as, so the, the challenge is when you go broad like that, you can't mm-hmm. go as deep as you want with everybody. Correct. That means that you have to invest your, so that means you have to invest in follow-up and continuous ongoing mm-hmm. um, engagement and dialogue and iteration, um, yes. which is hard for organizations to do because we like to have projects that have a beginning, middle, and an end. Right. Now it has no end because you can, like I said, we have to go back. The recruitment marketers need more than they have today. They have enough to get them going, but it's right. going. But it's always going to evolve. And that was one of the things when, when we were working on Transform Academy, I was like, you guys, we have to think about how this is going to evolve. Like this isn't going to just, it's not a set it and forget it. But ultimately, it ended up being a bit of a set it and forget it. Because everybody wants that. It's, it's a simple, right? Everybody wants to feel success. Success feels, I can say, X number of people completed this at X percentage. And um, that's success. And we all have a nice big party at the end. Let's all cheers each other that we did it. And uh, on to the next thing. And right. unfortunately, we're in the people business. Mm-hmm. This is the learning and development person in me coming out, whether it's learning and development, whether it's recruiting, or if you match the two together, learning and development for recruiters and for talent acquisition people, it is a people business. <laughs> people are mm. dynamic and change all the time. They are yeah. not static. No they are not static. In our world. Nope. Darn That's it. Not how it works. <laughs> exactly. That's not how it works. Exactly. You are different today than you were yesterday. Amen, sister. Yep. Exactly. I learned yesterday that um, I have to pay better attention when I'm stirring things on the on the stove and not trying to do dishes at the same time because I will burn things. Ah. Well, how, and did you burn your towel? Your kitchen <laughs> towel? <laughs> oh, better yet. It was the paper towel roll. Oh, oh yeah. Setting that on fire is a little dicey. It was. It was a little yeah. dicey, right? Yeah. And as we've discussed before, there are all sorts of issues with this house, so the fan doesn't work correctly. It was it was a mess. But again, lesson learned, and <laughs> it's now part of my new experience set, and I will do things differently the next time, which means I am not the same person I was yesterday. Yeah, of course you aren't. Exactly. Of course so, you aren't. As all of us. Okay. So there, we're getting all very um, Dalai Lama on everybody. So I'll back off that. I know. (laughs) So I'm hoping we'll get some feedback. I want to hear what people have to say about this. And I'm also interested. Let's let's add on that little piece. Tell us us what you think is entailed in a recruitment marketing job and what you think it's going to look like in the future. And what does it look like to be a sorcerer? And are you a sorcerer? Who became a recruitment marketer? I, I want to, mm-hmm. and, and what was that transition like for you? I would love to hear about that. In fact, I'm going to offer up to you 
We have our guests set up and we'll tease that up next week for our next recruitment marketing cocktail hour. Yes. The one following that, I would like to invite maybe a couple of listeners and listeners who tell us about their experiences about becoming a recruitment marketer, what role they had before and what it was like for them. I love it. What a great ask. Wouldn't that be fun? But you're going to have to you're going to have to tell us who you are. We, we are not omnipotent. We do not know you. It's true. So, <laughs> it's true. But we would like to know you. And but we want to know you. Exactly. We would like to we'd like to know you and have a virtual cocktail with you and talk about your experience. So please do reach out to us. Most definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you once again, Tracy. Absolutely, awesome dear. conversation. Thank you for spurring some great thoughts for me. I'm going to go back now and revise my slide for my afternoon meeting based on our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, I, obviously. That's how the world works. Exactly. Because I'm not a flat Stanley. I learned. Um, I, we're not flat Stanleys. Exactly. So go enjoy getting yourself, getting your, your budget ready for 2020. And I will. We will talk next week. Thank you, everybody. Thank you very much for listening in to the RM Rebelcast. Myself, Lynn Bailey, and Tracy Parsons, my fabulous co-host, um, are excited that you're choosing to listen to us every week. We hope we find you something interesting and valuable in these conversations. You know, the question about whether or not you're a recruitment marketer or a sourcer isn't as important to an individual as perhaps it is to an organization. Are they different skill sets? And if so, how do you start to align your organization to be able to address both of them? Are there either those skills changing over time? Will technology evolve what we think a recruitment marketer and a sourcer is and how they do their jobs and how they interrelate both with each other and with recruiters? We tried to address some of these questions this week, but we know we're only touching the surface. I think this is a conversation that will continue um, as we continue through watching the evolution of recruitment marketing. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate your time. You can reach us at our Rebelcast on Twitter, or you can reach me directly at Alyn Bailey, or you can reach Tracy Parsons at T Parsons. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a fabulous day. How much do you understand the future of finance? 
I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.